You can be seated. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me this morning. Um, you can turn with me all the way to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. If you have your Bible um, version app, your version Bible app on your smartphone, you can hit the live event button and uh, type in North Park Church and all the scriptures are going to be right there for you today as well as some notes that will help you follow along and, and refer back to. And as you find your place in those uh, different places, I want to remind you that on January the 25th and 26th, we have our one thing prayer revival is coming this week, uh, this month rather, January 25th and 26th. We do this um, most years. We didn't last year because we were launching at the Bend last year that same weekend. So that'll be our one year anniversary here at the Bend. So that's crazy that it's been a year. Um, and, and so that's going to be Saturday uh, on the 25th. And one of my best friends in the world, his name is Pastor Matthew Cornett from Princeton Church, is going to be here to speak that day. He's going to speak to all of our volunteers in the afternoon, then we're going to have dinner together, and then we're going to come into uh, the auditorium for a service that evening for everyone in the community. And, and then that, that Sunday morning, I'm really excited, we have special musical guest Brooke Simpson. Uh, that name may ring a bell for you if you were a Voice fan. She was actually on The Voice uh, a few seasons ago. Uh, she was a four-chair turn. She was in the top ten, and she's an amazing, amazing young lady. Uh, I've known her for a really long time. Her family's very special to us. Uh, so she's going to be our special guest. So if you've got some voice fans in your life, your family, your friends, or co-workers, why don't you tell them about that? And uh, let's fill this place out on January 25th through the 26th for our One Thing Prayer Revival. We've been in this series over the last couple of weeks um, called Maybe This Year. And I started off with a question last week that simply uh, asked this. Are you satisfied with where you are right now in your life? Doesn't matter where. You, you fill in the blank. What area of your life comes to mind when I ask that question? Are you satisfied in this area of, of your life? And, and kind of the response I got back last week and, and through the week was, no, we're not always satisfied with where we are in our lives. I mean, some of us, you know, by now thought that maybe we would have lost that weight. You know, maybe, maybe we would have gotten that new job. Or maybe we would have launched that idea that we've been holding on to. Or we'd have started writing that book by now. Or we'd have found that special someone. Or we'd finally be, you know, spiritually strong. Maybe you even thought, by now I thought I'd experience my healing. And for some reason, you find yourself in that season of your life and you're just not satisfied with where you are because you see something where you want to be and you're not quite there yet. I can tell you I'm a dreamer and I love to dream. I love to dream big, but, but I'm, I'm kind of tired of dreaming. I, I, I'm tired of dreaming what, about what can be. I, I want to experience the reality of my dream. And so this series, maybe this year, is, is really helping us with some practical steps on how to actually accomplish that dream that's in your heart. Last week we talked about this idea, maybe this is your year for you to grow spiritually strong. And we talked about some practical steps that would kind of help you if you would take those things as a follower of Jesus, that you could say, maybe this would be the year that I would, I would be spiritually strong. And we talked about this one big idea, and I really want you to write it down because we're going to come back to this idea each week through the series, and, and, and here's the big idea. Small steps in our lives over time lead to big results. 
Now, I want you to say that with me. Let's make sure we're together today. Small steps over time can lead to big results. Several years ago, a friend of mine shared a documentary with me uh, that he had watched about um, the Space Shuttle Challenger. And, and, and the, they kept playing the clip over and over of a rocket just kind of being launched into outer space. And an engineer from NASA uh, took some time to explain the physics behind an actual space shuttle launch. And, and the entire process was pretty fascinating, but there's, there's two things that jump out at me when I, when I read this and I, I think about this whole idea of a space shuttle. And there's an image that's going to be on the screen for you, just blasting into outer space. I mean, think about that. Here, here's what it takes for that to happen. Over two million pounds of rocket fuel. Think about that. Two million pounds of rocket fuel is needed to launch a spaceship outside the Earth's atmosphere. Over two million pounds of rocket fuel. But here's what you got to see. It only takes three small spark plugs to ignite that flame. Think about that. That space shuttle would be grounded if it were not for three small spark plugs that were needed to ignite the fire. And then the engineer said this, and this is a direct quote from the, from the documentary. It's going to be on the screen for you. This is what it says. When the spark plugs fire, there's no turning back. Think about that. They light a fire that's so hot and so powerful that once it's started, it literally cannot be contained. And here's the thing, guys. We are the body of Christ. We are children of God. And as followers of Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Think about that. We have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And it's the most powerful accelerant on the planet, right? And, and once, once it's lit, it cannot be contained. And I think that many of you, what you need in your life, you have so much potential and there's so much that you want to accomplish for God and there's so much that he wants to do through you. But what you need are a few spark plugs to ignite something explosive in your life. And as your pastor, my prayer for you is that during this 21 days of prayer and fasting that you'd experience that. I think for some of you, that's exactly what you need. If you could just get into the Word of God on a regular basis, it would spark something in your life that would be explosive. And many of you have done that. Gave you some tools last week, a, a couple of book ideas, and, and many of you have, have jumped into that stuff. You sent me pictures, and you've been excited. And I believe what's happening, God's igniting something in your faith. In fact, this Tuesday at noon on the 14th, we're doing a live webinar that you can register for. It's absolutely free. You can sit at, at, at your computer or in your car on your smartphone. Uh, we can have lunch together if you want. But we're going to do a webinar just simply called How to Study the Bible. And we're going to give you some very practical insight. You may say, I don't have that time available. Go ahead and register anyway. It'll send you a link so you can watch the replay after the fact. But I want to spend some time teaching you how to study 
study the Bible, how to have a have a have a igniter for your faith that will launch you where you want to go spiritually. And then the very next week, we're going to do it again. The very next week, we're going to do another live webinar called How to Pray Bold Prayers. What are we doing? We want to do everything we can to give you some spark plugs to help you ignite your faith so you can go places with Jesus you never dreamed of. In fact, on Wednesday evenings, right here at Riverbend over the next couple of weeks, the 15th and, and then whatever the next Wednesday is, math is hard for me, 22nd maybe, um, is that 15 plus 7? Sorry, 22nd, yeah. Um, we're going to meet right here and we're going to pray together. At 6.30, we're going to meet in the lobby at Riverbend and we're going to do some prayer walks inside the school and we're going to meet right here and, and we're going to pray. Why would we do those things? Because I believe God's given us some spark plugs that will help us ignite our faith to places that we never dreamed that they could be. What if this was your year to really experience victory? What if this was your year to truly experience freedom because the reality is some of us are not walking around so free how many of you are tired just watching me I'm exhausted already okay and I, I've got a 15 on each side Nick would be so embarrassed at me right now I'm sweating like my upper lip right now I got a bead of sweat and 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 I'm literally thinking this is the worst sermon illustration I've ever come up with like what was I thinking but we are walking around with some weights in our life. We're, we we, we want to be free and we talk about freedom. Even last week we sang about freedom. Yeah, freedom, freedom. Yeah, I want to clap a little louder than before. Yeah. I want to spin wilder than before. I want to sing higher than before. Some of you don't worship because you're walking around with so much bondage in your life you can't even hardly lift your hands. How are we ever going to experience the freedom that God has given us the opportunity to experience if we're continuing to hold on to these things that we hold on to? Jesus died on a cross for you to experience freedom. To set you free from the power and the presence and the penalty of sin in your life. So the question is, why do we continue to hold on so tightly to these things that are holding us back? from true victory and freedom that Jesus died for us to experience in the first place. I mean, think about that. Power of sin. Some of us are experiencing the power that sin has over our lives. It impacts our choices. It impacts our mentality. It's robbing us of intimacy in our relationships. There's a power that sin has over us. And Jesus died on a cross for you to experience freedom from that power but also to be free from the presence of that sin so that you're not constantly so bombarded with it. 
I remember one, one, one year, it was in January, and, um, and, and we, we went to a, a prayer gathering. I could take you to the church that I was at and to the spot that I was standing at. There was a dirty spot on the carpet, I'll never forget. And I was standing right there on that carpet. And I stood there for, for the longest time praying, and I realized, I realized that I had been praying for myself the entire time that I had been there. That God would help me deal with these things that I was holding on to in my life. And, 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 and what happens is when we allow these things to remain, when we hold on to the weights and the burdens, what happens is it's all we think about. I'm having a hard time even thinking about what I'm supposed to be preaching about. These things are so heavy. They say 15s, but they have to be 85s. My goodness. And that's what happens in our lives. Like we get so focused on our own stuff that we lose sight of the purpose that God created us because of the presence of the weight that we carry in our life. And then there's the penalty. I mean, Jesus died so you'd, you could rejoice around the throne of God for all eternity and never have to experience the penalty of your sin. But here's what some of us have done. Here's what some of us have done, okay? We lay down the weight of our sin, right? We ask Jesus to forgive us of sin and cleanse us from unrighteousness. And he does all of those things. And then you know what we do? We still carry around the guilt of that sin. Even though Jesus cast it as far as the east is from the west. The guilt trip is over. Do you really believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins only for you to walk around carrying the guilt and the shame of that sin? I believe with all of my heart when you ask Jesus to come into your heart and you ask him to wash you and cleanse you and set you free, he does that. And the Bible says that you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Behold, old things pass away. These things become new. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And he chooses to forget those sins in your life. And so you're set free from the power that sin has over you. You're set free of the presence that sin has in your life. And you're even set free of the penalty of that sin. All because, and here it is, you're going to hear it every single week. Jesus loves you and wants a personal relationship with you. And, and I, I, I know, sometimes you don't even like to be around you. I know sometimes I don't like to be around me. I just can't get away from me. Sometimes I think I'm amazing. But then sometimes I'm just like, I'm getting on my own nerves. I know I get on my wife's nerves. So some of you can't even understand why Jesus would love you the way that he does. But he just does. He takes delight in you. And he takes pleasure in you. He loves you and wants a personal relationship with you. And this is what Paul writes in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a crowd of witnesses to this life of faith. What does that mean? It means there's a lot of people that's going before you that are cheering you on every step of the way. You are not alone. You look around. You're, you're surrounded by people in this church family who want to do life with you. 
There are people in life groups who would love for you to come visit their life group. They would love to walk this journey with you. They would love to spend time with you. They would love to invest in your life. There are people in this room who love you whether you want to admit that or not. They love you. They love you. This is a place where nobody's perfect. Everybody's accepted. And everyone is being transformed by the Spirit of God. Man, there's a great cloud of witnesses and they want to encourage you to this life of faith. And then here it is. Let us strip off. Some translations say, let us lay aside every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And he even tells us how to do it. How how do we do that? We do that by keeping our eyes on Jesus. I grew up singing a song that says, So many times in life we may stumble and fall. Not looking to the one who cares. We try to figure out all these things on our own. But if we'll just turn to Jesus, our burdens he'll bear. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Never turn him away. Just walk in the light and pray every day. He will never, no, never turn you away. You just got to keep your eyes focused on him. But not only should we be laying aside just the sin that trips us up, but some of us are holding on to some hurt. And we're holding on to some pain. And we're holding on to frustration. And we're holding on to doubt. And we're holding on to fear. We're holding on to bitterness. We're holding on to so many different things. And every one of those things, here's what they're doing. They're keeping us from walking in true freedom. They're keeping us from walking in freedom. I I went to... um, park yesterday. I I love to go to City Market downtown. And they've redone that entire park and it's 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 pretty it's pretty beautiful. And I watched so many people walk around the exterior of that park. And and I'm just going to be honest with you. I walked around and I had my headphones in and I was praying and and can I just be honest with you? Feel a little sorry for myself sometimes. You know? Got some stuff going on just like you do. And so I probably was walking around with my head down a little bit. And I sat down and it was nice outside and the breeze was blowing and and people were having a good time. And and I just watched people. My wife says I'm nosy. Um, She tells me to stop staring. And I always say, I'm not nosy. I just care deeply about people. (laughs) And I want to hear what they're talking about. (laughs) Because I want to know how to pray. But I was just watching people. And I watched this one person just loop that place. And this girl, she is about this tall. And she had a helmet on. And she was on a scooter. 
And she didn't even look old enough to walk, much less be on a scooter. And man, she was just going around that thing with everything that she had within her. And she was uncoordinated, like I am right now. This, this is actually looks like how I dance. You know? And she's just getting it, man. And, and I noticed nobody was with her. Nobody was with her. This girl could not have been more than four years old and she was completely all alone. And, and she comes by where I am and she stops. And she looks up. And she looks around. And I could see in that moment, girls get nervous. She's gotten away from her family. And she didn't know where she's supposed to be. And I got a little nervous for her. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have to speak to this girl. And then she's going to run from me and start screaming, stranger, stranger. Yeah. And, and all this is playing out in my head. And, and finally, I look up and I look all the way around to the other side of the park. There was a mom, and there was a dad, and there was a grandma, and there was, there was probably a little brother, and somebody else, and they were all just standing there with all their hands in the air, just jumping up and down, waving, here I am, here I am. And that little girl, when she looked up and saw those people that she recognized, her face lit up, and she threw both hands in the air, and she started waving back and forth, and then she jumped on her scooter and just kept getting it. And there are some of us that we've gotten away from our people and we've gotten away from this relationship with Jesus and life has carried us way away from where it is we're really supposed to be and you got your head down and you're afraid and you're frustrated and you're carrying these weights and what I'm telling you is is lift up your head there is a great cloud of witnesses who are cheering you on, going, hey, we're right here. We want to encourage you. We're with you on this journey. You keep your eyes on Jesus and lay down this stuff that you've been carrying and walk in the freedom that Jesus wants you to walk in. I feel so free. Oh my goodness. Man, like I just want to dance a little bit, you know? Like I, I feel so free. And some of you, you can leave feeling a freedom you haven't experienced in a long time. I grew up in a song, a church we just loved to sing, and, and we would sing songs about everything, and we sang songs called, like, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. We sang about victory. Oh, victory in Jesus. You know these songs? Like, we sang victory. One of my favorite was, you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame. For the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. What are you saying? We came with an anticipation. We didn't have to leave the way that we came. Because we could have an, an encounter with the presence of God. And that He would set us free from these things that bind us. I want us to walk in freedom. And verse 2 says, And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
Can I let you in on a little secret? This was not my message that I was going to preach today. My son's working slides back there going right now, what are you doing? I don't have slides for any of this. But I feel like it's what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you today. When I was 16 years old, my dad, um, he, was really, he was really good at this. My dad, he would just bring stuff home, right? And it was usually, for me, really cool stuff. And for my mom, like, what are you doing? My dad came home one day, and I was in the fifth grade, and dad said, son, we got a boat. And I said, we do? And he said, yeah, I traded your go-kart and my shotgun for it. We got a boat. You can imagine how awesome of a boat it was that we got a boat that we traded a shotgun and a homemade go-kart for. It was an amazing boat. But I learned how to ski behind that boat on Car Lake. It's a great boat. Dad came home when I was 16 because he knew I was tired of driving my Toyota Corolla because it was not a babe magnet. And, um, and, and dad, dad came home with a truck because a truck is. And it was a 1968 Chevy Stepside pickup. Yeah. I came around in the 90s. It was not so cool. And, and, and I, I looked at it and I went, Dad, it's a piece of crap. You know, like, and, and I said, it's not even the same color. And Dad said, no problem. We're going to paint that right up, son. He's got his spray can. I was like, look at, the, look at the wheels, Dad. They're rusted. No problem. White rims. I had white rims and a white bumper. It was amazing, Jamie. Best part about it, there was a hole in the floorboard. And so um, me and my buddy Ed decided we were going to repair it. And so the North Carolina DOT helped us um, by letting us borrow a sign. That and we put it in the floorboard, and Ed thought it was the greatest thing in the world because going 68 miles an hour down the road, he could pull up the thing and let his trash go. That was before we cared about the environment, and it's great. And, and it also had a whip antenna that, like, when you would stop, the antenna would hit the road in front of you. It's awesome. And I had a, um, a CB, and my, my call handle was, was uh, Shepherd. Yeah. From Dukes of Hazard, Shepherd. It's a lost sheep. Yeah, and um, the coolest thing about this thing was it had uh, a PA system that you could talk to people as they walked by your vehicle. And so I would sit in the student lot, and when a pretty girl would walk by, I'd go, "How about some fries with that shake, baby?" That's before I saved real good. Let me just pick these back up. That was <laughs> and, and, and some of you students, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about because you don't even know this is a thing. But back in those days, not all vehicles had power steering. Do you know what I'm saying? Right? And, and now you're like, what are you talking about? Because they can just steer like this. It'll steer when I just do this. Back in those days, you had to take both your hands 
and do this when you wanted to turn. And then if that didn't work, your friend would do it as well. Like it took two people to drive the car. I mean, it was really bad. And, and once the vehicle was moving, it wasn't so bad, right? It would, it would turn pretty, pretty fluid. But if you were sitting still and you ever had to turn those wheels, it was next to impossible. What am I saying? I'm saying some of us need to take some steps today. And these steps that we need to take in the beginning may seem absolutely impossible. But as you begin to take them, as you begin to take the steps, it just gets easier and easier and easier to take them. Why? We go right back to the same thing we talked about last week. Small steps over time bring big results in our life. I want us as a family to experience freedom. So right now, just in the privacy of your devotion, I just want you, if, if I gave you a response card, and I'm not going to do that, if I gave you a response card right now and said, I want you to write it down. What do you need to be set free from in your life? What would you write down? Because as different as we are, there'd be a lot of things written in that blank. But we all have some steps to take to experience that freedom. And so as we pray this morning, I want you to just simply ask, Holy Spirit, what steps do you want me to take? And then I believe that he will give you the courage to take those steps. Some of you, I want you to hear me, need help. You're dealing with some things that are bigger than you are. And we want to help you. I want you to hear me very closely. I do not have all the answers. I am not a counselor. You do not want me to try. All right? But we have some great relationships with people that it's their thing. And they would love to help you take some steps. And we will be there to cheer you on and walk every step of the journey with you. But you will not ever be free from these things that you carry until you admit today that you need to be free from those things. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself into your life. But if you truly want his presence in your life like never before, if you'll open your heart, if you'll open your, if you'll open your heart, he'll do more for you than you could ever dream that he could do. Let's walk in freedom and let's take some steps together. Would you stand with me this morning?